0: Well then, shut up and just read from the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing about rebuking someone who's sinning against you because this is all geared towards causing his people to obey him unconditionally and to never be offended by n- anything he does. He's setting them up to be members of a cult. But I'm not speaking about anything current. No, no. no.
1: Not. Just maybe, just take like the where your belly button is on your t-shirt or your garment and just kind of pinch it and
0: pull it, not inappropriately. <laughs> pinch it and pull it. This isn't weird. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hit, Hit the, the bar. bar. I'm Steve Kozar.
2: I'm Paulette Kozar. And, and
0: we, are in, we are in reverse.
2: We are in reverse.
0: We switched seats. We are, we're switching we things up, man, because you guys were all, we want to take you out of your comfort zone. You were in your <laughs> comfort zone, and now you're out of your comfort zone, and that's the only way God can really work.
2: That's what we found out listening to these awesome videos. <laughs>
0: that's right.
2: So we're now putting some of that into practice. Oh,
0: yeah. I, I learned so much from those uh, Craig Groeschel leadership videos. Oh, yeah.
2: So as we were here, like, Do you know, honey, bones,
0: everybody's, a, everybody's a leader because you have influence. If you have influence, you're a leader.
2: Then no one is actually the follower.
0: Yeah. So <sighs> I'm not
2: supposed to ask that. Anyway, they were chewing on their bones really fun and having a great time. And they're waiting for us and waiting for us. And now Ginger's falling asleep. And there's Kiko.
0: Ginger, come on, show your face.
2: There she is. There she is. <laughs> She's doing great, by the way.
0: Yes, yeah, she is. She's doing great. She's driving us nuts constantly asking for cucumbers.
2: Yeah, she loves cucumbers and tomatoes.
0: (laughs) Actually, she likes various... And carrots. Yeah, we give her cucumbers, and that's what she wants. Yeah,
2: and Kiko tolerates it all.
0: Yeah. So what we do here on Hit the Bar is we play a sermon or sermons or something along those lines, and then we hit the space bar to stop the thing, and then we talk about what was being said, and we try to critically analyze, is this this actually biblical? Is this a good idea? Or is he kind of making you go along with his ideas first and foremost and then using the Bible in the process to make it sound like it's biblical when it's really not. Well,
2: well, we've got one for you.
0: <laughs> we've got one for you. This is Senior Pastor Alan Scott from what used to be the Flagship Vineyard Church in Anaheim, California. What does flagship mean? It means it's the flag of the ship. I don't know, actually. It means it's the, it's the main one.
2: It, it's, it was the one that was first started with Wimber, yep, right? Yep. So that's the history of it in a nutshell
0: alan scott came from northern ireland he had a church there for i believe about 15 years Mm -hmm. uh if you notice all the cds these are from uh, the band iona whose lead singer and songwriter was joanne hogg this is her cd we're gonna get on the phone with her because she went to his church
2: right for years she sat under his teaching and she had a lot to share with us on why she was deceived for so many
0: years and I, I think this is going to be a little bit different show. Yep. Not,
2: we're not, always different.
0: Well, we're reversed, for one thing. <laughs> right. No, but I mean, um, we don't necessarily want this to be all about him, although right. it will be about him. But what he's doing is what they all do. Right. They all do the same some things. Some
2: do it sneakier than others.
0: He's very sneaky.
2: Right, and some are more slick, and some are very obvious. This guy...
0: He's slick slicker, slicker than the hair on a frog's back. <laughs> I think Slippier that,
2: slipperier than a snake in a water hole. Yeah. I don't
0: know. So, that was good. Yeah, that was good. That was impromptu. <laughs> Thank you. And we also want to give a shout out to all of our gapses all over the world. Hey, we're so excited to have you on today's program. Especially all of our friends in Northern Ireland. Hey, always after me, Lucky Charms.
2: <laughs> he just does that. And has been ever since we were kids. So it's just something he does.
0: That's right, that is. The Lucky Charms thing. That's actually... A shout
2: out to all the campuses. That's
0: kind of my uh, my seventies disc jockey voice combined with my mega pastor voice. It's, and your uh,
2: childlike Lucky Charms.
0: Always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> um,
2: so anyway, no, so today's yeah. not a laughing matter. It's really This
0: is actually very serious. It's very
2: serious. And it's it's um it's very painful. Um, you're going to want
0: to get your snacks ready for yes. this because this is going to be a long one. You're yep. going to have to slog it out if you're serious yeah, about it. Yeah,
2: slogging is all where it's at today. This
0: is where we take all the things that the experts tell you what to do on YouTube and we flip them on their heads and we do the opposite. We
2: throw them out the window. We throw them out the
0: window! That's right. Because we're getting you out of your comfort zone.
2: Yeah. So, 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 how long has he been a pastor then in Anaheim? Do you know?
0: It's only been a few years.
2: Only a few years.
0: Okay, just saying a few years was way too vague. So here's an actual report. They were the pastors of that church in Ireland from 1989 to 2017. And then they came to California in 2017... And shortly thereafter, in the year 2017, they started pastoring the Vineyard Anaheim. And it was last year, in the year 2022, that they split from the vineyard and shocked a lot of people within the vineyard organization. I will put links to all of this information in the description of the video you're watching now. He took over the church. The vineyard said... We got this great new guy and
2: great opportunity for you to come because whoever it was retired, right?
0: And and he's in the process of destroying that church and turning it into his own personality cult, yeah, or just a good old fashioned cult, cult, cult. right? And and it's the the thing about a, a a really really good cult type person is that they don't appear that way. Mm-mm. Otherwise, they would you no know, one says, "Hey, I'm going to start my cult. If anybody wants to sign up,
2: you usually have to be very likable, very charismatic, very. Um, very genuinely interested you, you in sound, people. You sound like
0: you're genuinely interested right. in people. Right. You, you, this is one of the things that you'll hear us say over and over again is that if you are the guy in control of the microphone, you can create whatever narrative you want. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be true. It just sounds true because you're the guy on the stage with the microphone. There's nobody else giving their, um, their alternative viewpoints. Now, what's happened here is that he has done such damage to this church uh, it's dwindled to a fraction of what it used to be. And for the first time, he has had people going on YouTube and saying, here's what I experienced. And I want to start with, oops, that was not a...
2: That was weird.
0: I got him in um, iMovie, so I don't have to worry about the internet. But there's been a couple of former parishioners. Yeah. This is uh, Noah, of the church. Noah DeBolt, who is a very well-known, I didn't know who he was, but um, I don't listen to the popular praise music, but he's been a very successful, very renowned drummer. And I actually love drummers, so we all already have a lot in common. Um, but he actually was the drummer for Jeremy Riddle. He came out of this church, and he was devastated by it. And I'm not going to play the whole video, but I, I'm going to put a link to it. And, and I'm not, please listen. I'm not saying that I know for sure that absolutely everything he says is dead on accurate, true, but I believe that at least most of what he's saying is true.
2: And it should be looked into. It, it should, should be, be looked into. He should be taken seriously yep. and actually listened to by whoever the authorities are to look at this whole problem that's happening, Let that's me unraveling.
0: He started with a short, only I think seven or eight minute video about two, even that. two months ago, yeah. and then he came out with this one more recently. And I'm just going to play the first little intro, and then uh, we'll go from there.
3: This is my second video regarding the spiritual abuse that I endured under Jeremy Riddle and Alan Scott at the church Dwelling Place Anaheim.
0: Today I'll be... By the way, Dwelling Place Anaheim is the new name. And when you take over a church, the popular culture thing is the new pastor comes in, especially if it's a really big church with a big, long history, history. Mm-hmm. with a really strong leader. You go in there and you clear it out. You fire everybody, you start yeah. over. We even heard of that
2: at the last, the church we went to, the charismatic yeah. church, that's
0: what happened. Pink slips were flying. This is,
2: <laughs> that's what it, they said even. <laughs> this is
0: not a, this is not a, a, a biblical practice. <laughs> no. This is so dumb. Anyway. i
3: presenting to you audio recordings from different staff meetings that I think help highlight, one, the crushing atmosphere that exists at this church, two, the systemic pattern of spiritual abuse that they employ and three, how this plays out in real time, with real people, and that's where I'll share a little bit of my story, as well as all of the necessary receipts, um, because it really shows how Jeremy ran me through this system of spiritual abuse. If you don't know me, my name is Noah, and I was Jeremy Riddle's drummer for a while, as he is a well-known worship leader around the world, and he was also my worship pastor at Dwelling Place Anaheim. Alan Scott is the senior pastor of Dwelling Place Anaheim, and the former founding pastor of Coswick Coast Vineyard in Northern Ireland. recently his former church and denomination hired Trusted HR to launch a third-party investigation into his nearly two decades at the church.
1: Following an initial round of interviews Trusted HR have identified themes and repeated patterns of behavior including examples of manipulation, inappropriate comments, narcissistic behavior, and certain occurrences of public shaming and spiritual abuse. The allegations primarily relate to Alan Scott and have been put to him,
0: but he did not respond.
3: Now if my intentions in my first video weren't clear enough, I would like to help clarify that. First of all, I am wanting to raise the alarm regarding Jeremy Riddle and Alan Scott. These guys are powerful and they have influence and connections over a tremendous amount of Christians and Christian leaders. And in addition to that, I am wanting to spread awareness on what spiritual abuse is and how it affects people. Now, please be aware that all of these audio recordings were recorded within the bounds of the laws of California.
0: So I'm not going to play the whole thing. I also want to mention that we, are, we just talked about this literally just yesterday. I had it in my head for the last week. But I've got a handful of books here, Combating Mind Control. This is not a Christian book, but it's uh, one of the world's leading cult leaders, Oops, he's not a cult leader. He's an expert on cults. That was a big mistake. Sorry about that. Stephen Hassan. uh, The Love of Power or The Power of Love. This is a book that's been out for many, many years. A Careful Assessment of the Problems Within the Charismatic and Word of Faith Movements. The Subtle Power of Spiritual Abuse, Recognizing and Escaping Spiritual Manipulation and False Spiritual Authority Within the Church. This is another book I've had for many years. Twisted, Twisted Scriptures, Breaking Free from Churches That Abuse. We want to start a series for our Patreons and for AGTV, where we're going to try to help people understand the patterns of spiritual abuse within churches. And and um, you know, we talk a lot about theology. That's primarily what we do. And that's, that's my goal on this channel, is to grab you and go, look how mm-hmm. terrible this teaching is. Look at how unbiblical this is, and then move you towards a more biblical version of what church should be.
2: And also, why? You know, how did it get there? Right. You know, right. and we are to blame.
0: Well, if you're not holding anybody accountable, right, everybody's to blame. Not
2: only that, but also if you're not in your scripture wanting the true um, form, the true, the true word of God. And, and I'm not saying that for you. I'm saying that for us, too. How did we get here? You know, some of you know our story. and many people have been asking us about spiritual abuse and where do they go, or they're suffering from it, and they don't know what to do with it. And so, when Steve mentioned this to me yesterday, I thought that was a great idea because a lot of people are asking about that. And so for our patrons, patreons, Patreons, patrons
0: patrons on Patreon. <laughs> I know it's confusing <laughs> and
2: TV, we would like to do a series on that. and uh, that will take even, a while, but we're going to sh- get started. even share it. some of our story on that too, yep. how it specifically affected us and our family. so,
0: Speaking of our Patreon account, I have said this in previous episodes, but I haven't said it recently, and that is this. If you really want to watch our extra videos with, you know, the extra content that we're creating, but you can't afford it, just send me an email at the contact page at the Messed Up Church website, and just let me know. Send me your contact information and your email, and I'll put you on a list, and we'd be glad to send you whatever we're doing totally free. No problem. Anyway. This is a a serious topic, and it's worthy of much more detail.
2: And flushing out.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can, you know, guide you guys in a direction that will be really Uh, helpful. Yeah. Give you the tools Uh and and help you kind of walk through the steps. And I I just want to encourage you that if you have been spiritually abused by church, that's not God's fault. Right. And this is one of the biggest issues with... All of the churches, this happens in the Roman Catholic Church, Absolutely. it happens everywhere, but I mean, in in general, when you have a church where the pastor is always talking about how God spoke to him, and he's God's special anointed person to lead this church, and you got to follow him, you know, alarm bells should be ringing. Right. But it's so common that it's the norm for many yeah, people. Yeah, it's expected. Yeah, so, and you get excited, wow, he's mm-hmm. anointed by God. I must in, be
2: really serious. Yeah,
0: I'm in the right place to right. be in the this, right e- time. this exciting movement. Right. I want to play another video from another guy who left the same church
2: and he just came out with this about a week ago um two weeks now
0: 12 days ago okay boy that was good and i'm just going to play a little bit of his story i sped it up a little bit because he he talks slowly which is fine it's just it
4: you know there's this program that they started developing called esong and i I think it was a carryover from their church in ireland where it was an encounter school of mission where you um Signed up for I think eight months. I forget how many months it was. A good chunk of the year for this um, heavy focused ministry ministry training, and I was um, helping to make promotional materials for this. I helped make a video um, to pr- promote it, and as I was reading just like the snippet, you know, the, the the headline of what ESOM was, I was I was actually kind of curious to attend myself. So I just started asking questions to different pastors and. The people I was working with asking, like, you know, so what's, what's the curriculum? You know, what's, what's going on? How, what, what, what is this? And I wouldn't really get any answers, and it was just driving me nuts. And finally, over a few weeks, I started getting answers. It was something called learning to pray, learning your identity in Christ, um, street evangelism, and teachings from guest speakers and guest teachers. And the the price for the program was eleven hundred dollars. When I saw the price tag, I was like, what? Um, so
0: this is another thing.: If
2: you want to learn how to evangelize, it's going to cost you something. The, um, how can he finish what he said about money?
4: The program itself were, as I saw the curriculum, they were things that um, I had seen and gone through myself over the years with many others in the church, um, that would devote two Sundays a month, or two Sundays out of the year, or a couple months out of the year to have these classes of learning how to pray for others, to be trained to be part of the ministry team. Um, to be taught by the Bible, you know, we had a pastor teaching us the Bible on, on weekday nights, you know, and these classes were often free, or maybe there was a couple bucks to pay for the materials, the the paper and the, you know, the air conditioning, but there wasn't $1,100. And then, um, so when I started asking, like, so where, where is this money going to? Well, it goes to the teachers. And so, who are the teachers? They weren't named. Um, years later, a couple years later, I'd, I'd seen more details. The teachers, where Jeremy Riddle, Alan Scott, some of the required reading were their books, which your $1,100 didn't um, pay for. That was on top of, you had to pay for those additionally on top of. um, So guess what? I just got an
0: email from Jesus Image, Michael Kuliano's organization in Florida, Benny Hinn's son-in-law. And he's got a training program where you can learn how to really encounter God and do all these great spiritual things. And it's uh, an online curriculum. Mm Mm-hmm. And it costs I don't know over a thousand dollars, and guess who one of the teachers is? Jeremy Riddle.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: So he's just selling stuff to anybody who'll buy it, and
2: so so this gentleman, um, Steve, will put a link in also with for his YouTube um, video, and he he tells his story, explains who he is, and how very much involved he was in this church for many many years and this is his home church these people are his family and for him to come out and to bring these things were not was not at all something very easy or something that he wanted to do but he felt convicted that these this information needed to come
4: out and uh
0: let me just play a little segment <coughs> here near the uh near the end
4: if i remember right. like that because you know i was I, I was raised in the vineyard to you know be, be devoted to one another you know, as the Bible teaches, Jesus teaches. You know, be devoted to one another, love one another, and that means to work at differences. But I just got to the point where um, I I couldn't handle it anymore. And finally, one Sunday night, the last one of the last Sunday nights I was there, if not, I think it was the last Sunday. Alan gave this again, this like nebulous message about you know he was talking to somebody, but he would never say where this message was coming from or what inspired it. And he just started laying heavy about you know he's the one that God called. To Vanier Danaheim to serve it or to to be in charge, essentially, to be the pastor. He was the one called by God. And if you can't handle the way he's doing things, the door's over there. I got up and I left. I walked up um, so angry and so like, is this what we've become? Like, how cheap has the church become because of something like this? Like, to turn a place where it's known for come and be loved to. If you don't like how I'm pastoring, if you can't handle whatever he's talking about, the door's over there. And anyway.
0: He starts by saying how, um, oh, what was it? Uh, I just lost my train of thought. That's okay, I'll put the link there. This is uh, this is 36 minutes. Now, the thing that you're gonna see is, uh, it's specifically Noah DeBolt's, the the drummer guy, the first one we showed he put up that video, and he already had a pretty big audience on his YouTube channel because he was a well-known drummer. He actually has a real interest in supporting drummers and teaching drummers and encouraging drummers, and that's what got him in trouble with Alan Scott.
2: Right. They didn't like that. They didn't want him to just
0: He had to be, be devoted helpful. to Alan Scott and right. his vision, right? which was all about revival. And revival is a code word for... Alan Scott. Yes. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I want you to see something. This may not... This may not mean anything, but it's I find this a good it's, thing. <laughs> Notice something about this footage. This is a church with a big budget, you know, the world's best equipment, I'm sure, for cameras. And yet, it's incredibly dark, and there's one spotlight shining on, on who? Him. Him. It's so irritating that I actually put it in iMovie, partly because I wanted to be able to there. brighten it up so it wasn't so dark.
2: You're hogging that place here.
0: But so another thing over. that you'll notice... Is when I lighten it up, you can see. Let me get to. um, Here we go. Where's that audience? They don't show this real often. Mm -hmm. Let me get there, and I have to turn it down right away. I can tell it's too loud.
2: Back here is where he's looking at.
0: These they put up these curtains to hide the fact, sort of, that the The
2: balcony is not. Yeah,
0: that's not even the balcony, that's just, no. that's just the main auditorium.
2: Yeah, that's true. This
0: church, I don't know what it used to hold, but it looks like a couple thousand.
2: Yeah.
0: Here's a picture of what it looked like when it was full in its heyday. You can see that the seats continue to go farther and farther back, and thousands of people were there initially. Yeah. Now know. it's got, I think, maybe three, four hundred people. And what you're taught when you're inside of a cult-like organization is that you've got to just trust your leader no matter what's happening. And if it's dwindling, and he tells you that's what God wants, and that's okay, and here's why—the real
2: Christians are staying. Yes, (laughs) the real devoted ones who are ready for God's plan, the ones who really mean business—they're the ones staying.
0: There's so many um, thought-stopping devices. Right. We were in Amway, and we saw all of this stuff. Yes, we did. In in almost exactly the the same format format or Mm -hmm. the same uh, same usage. You know, it was a it wasn't a church, but. Other than that, they were doing the same stuff. We're not going to play the whole thing because it's 47 minutes. it goes on forever, so I might skip around just a little bit. Guys, okay, get... happy
1: Memorial weekend. And, um...
0: So, yeah, he came out with this sermon right after Noah's video went public. Okay. So this is what you do when you're the guy with the mic. You get to cre- create the narrative of who the bad guys are without naming them because that's too obvious. So you talk about things in a vague... But
2: everybody knows... That the drummer left, right? You know, I mean, because he's well known in the congregation and throughout. So, anyway, it's kind of yep. curious.
1: What a joy! What an honor! We do love you. We're so thankful for you. I'm spotting my twin up the back with the same jacket and all. It's just, we're just so grateful to you. Thank you so much Dressing for like your him. kindness to us, for your prayers. For us, um, Catherine has arrived home. I'm a happy man. I'm a happy man. Uh, We're going to dig into Scripture in a moment, and uh, I think we have a few significant weeks in terms of what the Father might do in our lives, in our hearts, in our community here, in the gift that He would choose to make us to a wider city. And if you are a guest here, we are stepping into the story of God for the sake of the city. It's our joy to do that. And uh, part of the way that we do that is, is as a whole house gathering and giving together. And uh, before we jump into the talk today, I just want to spend a couple of moments highlighting our heart for the house offering, which is right here. And I am um, going to speak a little next week into uh, the whole thing of being offended by God and the opportunity it is to overcome offense and engage with the spirit that gives. As David says, I will not give to the Lord that which costs me nothing and he does it in this place where the angel has brought judgment upon God's people and God says it's this place that I'm going to build my temple I'm going to put my house right in this place and David has to overcome the offense of 70,000 lost lives and yet still makes the statement I will not give to God that which cost me nothing so we're going to look at that a little together next week but I do want to highlight just some of the areas that we are looking to see established here in the house one is a rising generation if
2: I'm not mistaken Scripture would call it come to repentance, and the reason why judgment was was placed and people died was because of the sin and the disobedience. And God, that's how God correct corrected that. I, I
0: don't know what story he's referring. to. I don't to. know either, yeah. but I'm just
2: saying that usually it's not, you know, right. It's it's usually a judgment, and then you repent yes. because of what you did or your, you know.
0: This whole thing is about if you're. Being offended and the, the gigantic error he makes. And it's not an error, it's intentional. There's a, a way to use the word offense or being offended that's uh, referring to when you're told something that's true and you reject it, you're offended by the truth.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a sin on your part. Right. The Pharisees were very, very guilty of this when they rejected Jesus as the Messiah. They mm-hmm. they uh, Sometimes you could... Uh, you would see the term, they were offended by what he said. Well, there's another completely different situation where somebody rips you off, somebody stabs you in the back, somebody lies about you, somebody mistreats you, somebody abuses you, and they are, in that instance, offending you. Well, you have a right to be offended. That's a legitimate thing to be offended about. You've been sinned against. Right. But he makes no distinction. Right. So whether you're the one doing the sinning or somebody sinning against you, it's all the same in this. And he's really saying that God sermon. is
2: offending them.
0: Yes. What he really is is I
2: mean, let's let's just look at that after what you how you just described the two offenses, God does not play in a part of
0: <laughs> God doesn't offend us. Right. Unless you're talking about instances where God tells us the truth. Right. It's not like God is it's lying still our to us right it's still yeah. our
2: sin, yeah, and it's not like he's coming out and doing something bad to us he's actually you could say chastising us, yeah,
0: and what this guy does is he abuses people right he's he mean uses, to people yes. he says there's the door
2: right if you
0: don't like what I'm doing well too bad i'm I'm the representative I'm of God, I'm in right. charge, and so if you're offended by me, I don't care
2: i'm in, I'm on the side with God, yeah, we are offending you,
0: yeah, me and God are offending you, so right. there's the door. <laughs> you have it all in your little booklet if you didn't get one would you just wave at me I think there's some
1: here um, but rising generations our nursing mother's room uh, is expanding and truthfully we needed to expand a little bit more you guys are take carry the fire of his presence and uh, we were made as believers we were made to carry the fire of his presence
0: ok we were made to carry the fire of his presence Are you digging into my
2: chocolate sorry
0: what does that actually mean do you got a verse for that? We were meant as believers to carry the fire of his presence. I mean, it sounds like a really bad worship song, but that's mm-hmm. about it. it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like something in the Bible. And if you have to go on and explain it in great detail, well, it's not a very useful idea. It, it it just... And this this is what he does, and you've heard me say this over and over again. Guys like this, they make an assertion. They're saying something as if it were just fact. It's just true. It's I'm saying this thing and it's true and you just got to believe me. And then they'll later on they'll pull out some Bible verse which isn't actually proving his point at all but he just makes it sound like he, mm-hmm. he's doing that.
2: As I'm thinking, I wonder if he's referring to Acts with the tongues of fires and how on all of the disciples and how God's presence was there and it was they spoke in tongues and it was the fire of God. That's the thing I can think of you won't tell us
0: Which is well. Uh,
2: uh, what okay, he's talking about.
0: Who actually has that fire anymore? It right. only happened that one time.
2: Well, that's because you're not looking for it.
0: <laughs> but
1: sadly, when that fire isn't there, what instead takes its place, because we've got this fireplace in our hearts, oh, that's right. what actually takes its place offense. is a fire of offense.
0: So if you don't have the fire of his presence in your heart, that fireplace in your heart that doesn't exist in the Bible, he just made it up. Yeah. It will now, it's a, it's a void. So if you are offended by what this man does, this is the unwritten thing he's saying, or unsaid thing he's saying, that's well, because you have offense in your heart, because you don't have the presence of God in your heart. So you better get the presence of God back, and then you won't be offended by me anymore. And because we were built for fire, there will be a fire burning. It may be the... F- because we were we,
2: built for fire.
0: Who said that? No scripture. I want to take Chris's little thing I keep using. What text says that? (laughs) I want to insert that every What text says that? Three
1: sentences. Mm -hmm. Fire of his presence, or it might just be the fire of what someone did to us or said to us or spoke about us or spoke about someone we love or somebody we knew. Or anything just cut us off in the freeway. I mean, it can be, haven't you found, like, haven't you found secondhand offence just to be deeply contagious? Like, I can know about, I can know nothing about something and then I see a news thing and I'm, like, really offended for somebody in Albuquerque that I've never met. And I'm, like, I'm raging and all that and that fire is there. And what I want to do over the next number of weeks, I really do believe this is going to be hugely significant for our house because it's so deeply important. But this is going to be deep heart surgery. And uh,
0: this is for mature audiences only. This is- so he's telling them right off the bat, it's just like an Amway. This is for the serious people. Yeah. These are for the people that want to be millionaires. Mm-hmm. If you want to be millionaires, there's, there's the, the door. door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, nobody becomes millionaires except the guy who's already a millionaire. Saying that he's going to teach you how to be a millionaire. Right.
1: Uh. he's 18 plus stuff, right? This is God help us grow up before we grow old.
0: Yeah. You can hear, even hear the crowd going, right. yeah, we're with you. We're the mature ones.
2: We'll stick it out.
0: Yeah. Stuff, right? Go ahead, kick sand in our face. We don't We don't care.
2: Try the other face.
0: <laughs> the, the one thing, the one prayer that we have is God remove
1: from me now that which will not help me then. Remove yeah. from me today that which will
0: not help me when I stand before you. On that day. and Remember that guy said that, he, well, I don't know if, did I play that part where he's. Yes, he said you that. You don't
2: know who he's talking to.
0: Well, he said that part, but he says in the. That's what I think I was going to find. Um, he, the first thing he did when he came to this church was say, I believe that this church has been offending the Holy Spirit for the last oh, 20 yeah. years.
2: Yep, that's what he said.
0: So that was back in 2018, 2019. So now he's got almost a, fra- just a fraction of the people.
2: And now he's got a book. Did you see that little yeah, pamphlet? Yeah, for the, pamphlet. the next 18 weeks or something, we're going to study how, about offense. So he starts, wow, where can I sign up for that? He
0: shows up at this church and says, you've <laughs> all been offending the Holy Spirit for the last 20 years. How dare you all? And now I'm
2: here to shake things most, up and make it better.
0: Most of the people have left, and now he's got this this remnant left, and he's going to tell them it's time to do some deep heart surgery. Bam,
2: bam, 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 bam. exactly. <laughs> do
0: more. And so we're going to move towards that. If you have a Bible with you, we're getting
1: back to Mark's Gospel. Mark chapter six is where we're going to be. Yeah, I'm I'm super happy. I've been waiting to do this. Uh, Mark six, and uh, we're going to pray and jump in together. Father, thank you for your grace. We love you, Holy Spirit. We're so thankful for you. What a gift you are. You're our best friend. You're our deep joy, you're our confidence, you're our strength, you are our hope, you are our desire, you're the one who opens more and more of Jesus to us. We're so honoured to know you, you're so kind, you're so generous, you're so gentle, you're so forgiving, you're so easily grieved and sensitive. We come before you, we ask that you remove anything from our hearts and our minds and our lives today that would wound you, that would grieve you. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you today would take your word, that you love and that you would bring power in it, you would bring healing through it, you would bring just sanctification even more into our lives. I ask today, Holy Spirit, no cross wires, no cross wires, nothing that can be misinterpreted, just your word reaching our heart.
2: How would we know if it was misinterpreted?
0: In other words, Holy Spirit, make sure everybody believes everything I'm saying.
2: Let me hide behind the cross. Yeah, (laughs) remember
0: that was another pastor we had.
2: I'm I'm just I'm just behind the cross because it's all you hide, uh, you're hide me speak.
0: behind the cross. Well, then shut up and just read, read from the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah, hearts from your throne to
1: our hearts today. I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. So let's just let's just get a gauge in the room. Anyone ever felt misunderstood or mistreated, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wronged, badly judged? Uh, Anyone ever felt that somebody um, that you did some good things for somebody and they didn't do quite as good for you? Anybody, anybody slightly, you have somebody in your workplace and you're like, you know what? They just drive me mad. Anybody know that you are that to somebody in your workplace? You're like, yeah, that's that's who I am. That's what I do in that. And what's kind of new, I mean, offence has always been with us, right? Anger and offence is kind of, it's always been there. It's always been around, excuse me, and just making sure my display is set so that it doesn't switch on and off. Um, but it's always been there, right? Offence has always been there. But, but lately, it's become almost popular to be offended. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's never been as rife in culture as it is today. And uh, we've almost come to believe that being offended and living offended is kind of normal. It's kind of healthy that if you're not outraged because of X and you fill in the blank, that you're kind of lacking. If you're not outraged because of the treatment of these people in this culture, if you're not outraged because of this, if you're not outraged because of these...
0: Sort- this is called filler. In generalizations. Yeah.
2: Big brush. It's big, not- big, broad brush. Brush.
1: It's not useful hard at, at
0: all. To say, big broad Social brush. issues and culture. Broad broad There's something brushing.
1: wrong. And I don't want to go there today. But our political climate is kind of like that too, isn't it? it, it I can't tell you. Coming from Europe, I can't tell you what it was like to come to the U.S. and see your political ads, where the ad is not about a vision for the future. It's about destroying the character of the other campaigner. That.
0: So, boy, I wonder if he's using that as a subliminal way to apply to noah Debalt. Mm-hmm. you know noah doesn't have a vision for the future he just wants to slander and you know accuse uh, accuse the or a, 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 what's
2: a, a character, character character
0: assassination, assassination of right. this guy he's not coming right out and saying any of these things but it's sure implied we don't have that in Europe. you would i i don't think that's legal yeah you're from northern ireland dude i think there was some
2: yeah, bad serious? political
0: <laughs> stuff happening
1: in there. Yeah. It's starting to creep in now because as the US, we're brilliant at exporting things and we, we, we're giving away that kind of thing, but it, all over and some of you are getting offended already. And this is, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's just, we so easily take offense and we don't realize when we take it that we're being trapped by it. We don't realize that actually we're sucking on poison. And we entertain it in our hearts, and we see it as a right to be offended. And we never ask, is this actually rewarding me? And how do I want to live? Do I want to live as someone who's right? Or do I want to live as someone who's rewarded? Because you can be right and miss your reward. The Pharisees were right, but they missed their reward, right?
2: The Pharisees were right, but they missed their reward. What is he talking about? I have no idea.
0: That is one of the dumbest things.
2: I've already listened to this once.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to keep going. We want
2: to be the kind of people who
0: live not from a posture of needing
1: to be right, but who don't miss the word of satisfying his heart, of ministering to his presence.
0: We minister to his presence. Again, what does that mean? Right. Break it down. I have no idea. It's <laughs> I, I just... I just So, Another,
2: uh, a bunch of words that
0: yeah minister to his presence
2: okay we're supposed to minister to God while he's present
0: no the, we're not ministering to God we're ministering to his presence I mean that's a word salad it's absolutely right, it is, meaningless
2: it, it's meaningless
0: you can turn it into whatever you want it to be in your head but it doesn't actually mean anything
2: and you don't have definitions of it
0: so, but but if you want to minister to God's presence, you have to remove this tendency to be offended. Now, everything he says, almost everything he says, has an element of truth to it. There's a way that you could say, "Well, that's true in, in certain right. situations." Absolutely, we shouldn't be offended by what happens by people in church. We should be willing to forgive right, each other
2: and work
5: through it.
0: But what he's really uh, masterful at avoiding here is what about the actual claims against you, pastor? What about the claims of abuse? What about the claims of you being a narcissist? What about the claims of you being pushy and actually just being mean to people?
2: And and shaming, publicly shaming people. What
0: about those claims? He never brings it up. Now, this is what you do when you're a masterful manipulator. If you're being accused of specific things, you always generalize about, you know, they're saying things about me that are lies. We all know that. And, you know, we're not going to go there because that's beneath us. No, actually, it's not beneath you, it's because you can't go against the actual claims. You can't bring up those claims because you have no defense, because those claims are true. So you generalize, you push it aside, and you make it sound like you're above those things.
2: Or that you're being persecuted by the devil.
0: Yes, which is, (laughs) that's the easiest one in the
1: book. Right. In that. So Jesus gathers his disciples to him. John 16, verse 1. It's going to take us a little while to get to Mark 16. John 16, I
2: know. Oh,
1: Lord, you're so kind. We love you. Oh. Jesus says, this, These things I have spoken unto you that you should not be offended. Jesus says, These things that I'm telling you, I'm telling you this because offense is going to come at some stage in your life. It's going to be at the door.
2: Okay, my N- NASB. Uh, 16.1. So that's basically chapter 16, verse 1. These things I have spoken to you that you may be kept from stumbling.
0: Yeah, the ESV says, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away.
2: And he calls it a being offended.
0: It's got to use the King James Version version to, to make it fit. So I wonder if he just typed in the word offended into a you know, word program. search and just mm-hmm. found verses and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're offended, well, this this is not about when somebody does something bad to you.
2: And he's, Jesus, this is his warning to the disciples. Uh, verse 2, they will make you outcast from the synagogue. But an hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think that he is offering service to God. And these things they they will do because they have not known the Father or me. But these things I have spoken to you that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. So he's going through a description of what the disciples were going to be going through because of him and his word and the gospel. I don't think he's Jesus. I don't think his word is... Is that meaningful as scripture at all? So this is more of a description than a prescription.
0: Well, and I, yeah, we, let's get back to. I, I'm already lost because the Bible makes more sense than what he was saying. Oh, I know.
2: And I want to. I want to prepare you for that moment, that
1: reality, and I want to tell you these things so that you won't be offended. He goes on to talk to them. And then he says this in Luke's gospel. Then he said to his disciples, right "It is impossible that no offences should come." What, what, what verse is he in? He's like, it's impossible to live for any length of time here is, here and not be offended or not be visited by
2: offense. 17. So-
0: Luke 17, verses 1 through 5.
2: And Jesus said to his disciples, It is inevitable that stumbling blocks should come, but woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for them if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he should cause one of these little ones to stumble.
0: Okay, hold on. What was your word? Temptations? No. Stumbling? What was the first? Stumbling
2: is inevitable that stumbling blocks should come, but woe to him through who they come.
0: Mine uh, ESV says, temptations to sin are sure to come. And then it's got a little footnote um, that says stumbling stumbling blocks. So he has to use the New King James so that he can get the word offenses in there. Yeah. But again, what is this about? It's about stumbling blocks or temptations to sin. Yeah. This isn't relating to what he's saying at all.
2: Right. Nothing at all. And so, verse 3, Be on your guard if your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times, saying, I repent, forgive him.
0: If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Right. That's kind of the normal balance. That's right. If somebody's, you know, pounding you in the face, you don't say, oh, that's okay. I right. like it when you pound me in the face. Right. No, you rebuke him and say, stop pounding me in the face. Right. And then he says, I'm sorry. I, I realized I was pounding you in the face, and now I, I, I ask for your forgiveness. And, of course, you say, I forgive you. Right. And thanks for stopping. It feels much better. <laughs> right. That's what... That's the, he's ignoring everything about you saying, stop sinning against me. Yeah. There's nothing about rebuking someone who's sinning against you because this is all geared towards causing his people to obey him unconditionally and to never be offended by anything he does. He's setting them up to be members of a cult. At
1: some point in our lives, at some point in our journey. So the question is this, sooner or later, sooner or later, offenses
0: will come. It might not be in So those verses he used to make the point that he was going to make, which is sooner or later offenses will come,
5: mm-hmm.
0: which is not the point that the verses were making. No,
2: Jesus was not making that point. He
0: was not making those points, but mm-hmm. he just twisted the Bible, God's mm-hmm. word, dear Christian. If you trust God's word and treasure God's word, this man just proved himself to be a terrible pastor. At best, he's
2: he's a false teacher. He's
0: genuinely mistaken. At best,
2: genuine. Yeah.
0: That's the best possible construct. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I took God's word and made it say something that it obviously isn't saying. And we just did this ourselves in a matter of minutes. It wasn't hard. We just looked at the verses.
2: In context.
0: Yeah. I mean, we just used a different version even. (laughs) Wow. Wow. This is actually worse than I remember. We looked at this about a week ago.
1: Social media, it might not be in video, it might not be any of those things, but sooner or later, for every person in this room, every person who's ever lived, sooner or later, offences will come. And the question
0: becomes this, who will you become when offences come? Who will you become? So this is another one of his key assertions. Who will you become when offences come? And is this something that sort of could apply in in real Christian life? Well, sure. You know, we do need to learn how to forgive each other. Absolutely. We just had a lesson on that in our church. Excellent yeah. church
2: service today yeah. about forgiveness. And well, that
0: about, was it was the Sunday school oh, class that's right afterwards. It was our Sunday school class yeah.
2: afterwards. And on the Lord's prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What does that mean? Yep.
0: Yeah. And 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 it's a two way thing. It is. You know, obviously we don't want to sin against our brothers. We wanna we wanna be aware of that. And that's where the law steps in and says, Hey, you're guilty.
5: Right.
2: And it takes and, two. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the gospel steps in and says, now that you've realized your sin and you've been, you know, you've been convicted by the law, the gospel is there to say, that's why Jesus died on the cross, to, to pay for your sins, all of your sins, even the sin of that thing you just did. Right. So, there's no law gospel distinctive here whatsoever. No. This, this is a guy who wants to control people and manipulate people right. while claiming that it's all about Jesus.
1: When a fancies <sighs> come. What would be the posture of your heart in that moment? And those moments are really revealing to us because each offense, whether slight or great, small, whether true or misrepresentation, each offense is designed strategically by the enemy to sever you from the solution that rests on your life.
0: That sounds like a thing he broke down and memorized. Oh, yeah. So every time somebody offends you. Or Even if
2: it's true, it's by the enemy. That's what he said. Even if it's true, if it's false, if it's this, if, but if it's true, it's all from the enemy.
0: I gotta listen so to that. So that
2: means that truth Killing. comes from yes, the enemy. Because
1: each offense, listen.
0: whether slight or great. He was just looking at his notes. So I think he did, this is probably, okay. this is for his book that's probably gonna be released soon.
2: I want you to hear it on
0: small. Back it up. Great small back it up
1: each offense whether slight or great small whether true or misrepresentation each offense is designed strategically by the enemy to sever you from the solution that rests on your life
2: so truth is devised by the enemy I, I mean, there's a lot, of th- I mean, I all of this is a bunch of word salad. but I mean, if you're going to throw truth in and then say the enemy is using truth to create a, a se- true a, a true
0: offense, what would that be? Right. Well, the only way there could be a true offense would be in the case of, like I said earlier, right. when, when Jesus talks to the Pharisees right. and tells them truth and they're offended by that. Right. But that wouldn't be from the enemy. That'd be from Jesus himself. Right. So yeah, this is meaningless. This is a this is a way at, for at, him to at manipulate. Best. At best, it's meaningless. What it's it really is, it's blasphemous. It's manipulative word salad usage to get control people.
2: For you to correlate truth with the enemy. Yeah, that's bad.
1: It's designed by the enemy to sever you from the presence of God. What I
0: what I'm tr-
2: so truth is designed
0: by the enemy to sever you from God, from the presence of God, presence of God. Yeah. The presence of God, which you can only feel in the room when the when, music's playing, especially with Jeremy Riddle mm-hmm. <laughs> after, oh you, after you, after you spent $1,100 on his training program.
1: <laughs> Trying to say is simply this, you get two choices. You can pick up offense or you can pick up his presence, but you can't have both.
0: That's a great little catchphrase there, Pastor. You got a verse for that? No, of course not. Of course not.
1: As the brilliant, that brilliant theologian said on Sesame Street, you got to right? <laughs> put down the ducky if you want to play the saxophone,
2: right? He quoted Sesame Street.
5: Put down the ducky if you want to play the saxophone.
2: That's really good. Sesame Street's good. We got Elmo up there. Isn't he tickle me, Elmo? We can it start is. quoting Elmo.
0: No, no, no. I'm sorry. Do you want to go grab Elmo and bring I'm, him into the show?
2: I'm getting stuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do we have any more coffee? Or do we drink it all?
2: Sweetheart, I don't drink coffee in the afternoon because it keeps me up all
0: night. I'm, I'm asking you to I drink know, it. So I
2: don't look for it. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey, hey, doggies. Hey. Hi, Kiko.
0: Kiko's really Kiko. enthralled.
2: Kiko's enthralled.
0: OK. got to
1: put down the ducky. You remember that song? Put down the ducky if you want to play the saxophone, that you can
0: either hold the ducky of a fence or the sax. What about the saxophone that Jesus plays in, in besides your bed? Yeah. But I found out that he was playing this beautiful saxophone over me. Here you go. He said, what's wrong is you're not breathing in heaven first.
2: <laughs> That's the only thing that... Uh,
0: he uh, said, breathe or... that in first and then blow it through your horn and it'll work out just fine.
1: Wait, we're going to bring
2: in Sesame Street. It's the
1: fall of his presence,
0: but you cannot hold both in your heart, in your hand. You cannot hold... So is the, is the primary thing here the Bible? You know, the couple of verses that he read and misused? Or is the primary thing his little catchphrases that he wrote down, memorized, and is repeating to his audience?
1: Both fires in your heart. We just can't do it. We were built from one fire. And the fu- he's quoting himself, not the he's Bible. He's very
2: knowledgeable and he's very confident.
1: Yeah, very confident. Fire of his presence will always consume the fire of offense, but the fire of offense will cause him in his presence to remove himself from us.
2: How about the blaze? Are we going to cover the blaze? A- there's the fire. There's the blaze. Oh. How about the the fumes? If you uh. just are on fumes, now, what, what about a- the spark?
0: Now, does this have to be a fire, a wood-burning fireplace, it, or a
2: gas with fake logs?
0: What about what about a gas-burning a gas furnace fireplace that uses real wood. Would that apply? What about the
2: ca- fires up north in our what about when I- Canadian... Um, yeah. our, Can- our Canadian... <laughs> Forest fires. Our Canadian brothers and sisters, which Man, we are sorry. How long has about. he been
0: going for? Ten ten minutes? Not and a half that we minutes. did
2: anything about that. I'm just sorry that... The fields are And that's what we're going to land. see as
1: we come to Mark 6 in a few moments. So Jesus knew. Jesus lives in the real world. He knew that his followers would encounter offense. And what he does is he teaches them and he models for them and he lives before them and he trains them in advance so that the soil of their heart would be conditioned and positioned to bring kingdom breakthrough into
0: cities where they would be. Oh my wow. gosh. He sounds like a really bad Irish version of Bill Johnson. <laughs> I mean, exactly like Bill Johnson, I yeah. didn't notice it before because he talks faster. He needs to learn how to do the long pause Pauses, and stand there so people there can really think. So people can go, wow! He really means it. Mistreated,
1: excluded, and persecuted.
0: And everything
1: he does, everything he models, is helping them understand this culture around you is hostile. I want you to become the kind of people who release the kingdom into cities, even with that
0: culture around you. Yeah, that's Bill Johnson to a T. Yeah, Release the culture. Culture is actually the word where we get the other word, cult. It has the same root word. And uh, the use of culture by people like this, by Bethel, it is what cult leaders do. The only difference is they have a facade of Christianity. And they do say things that are true every once in a while. So it tricks people. And if you're a real Christian, you will leave these churches. You won't stay there, no matter how much it hurts. You will leave because the Holy Spirit is the one pushing you out the door. Right. The, the Holy Spirit is not keeping you in these churches. So he's trying are, to get you to, out of these churches. If you
2: are offended by what he is saying, that is good. That's a good thing. It's exactly. A good, thing, good point. Because it is false and it's not true.
0: Yeah, and he's
2: twisting Scripture. He's manipulating it.
0: And he's this whole thing is a giant thought control thing. Yeah a thought-stopping experiment. It's a PSYOP, which is what the military term for oh, psychological wow. operation. You yeah. you get people to think a certain way and then you can control them.
1: I can so I don't want you to be way. angry at the culture and everything that they say, but what I want, Jesus is saying, what I want is for you to go into a city and when you enter the city, let your peace come upon it. Not your offense, but your peace. And he says, and if they don't receive you, what does he say? Is it Dorothy who clicks her shoes? My goodness, we're bringing all the kids' references out today. right? You just shake off the dust. In other words, you don't carry the offense to the next place. You make sure you deal with the offense there and then. You don't live in pretense as believers. We don't say, oh, nothing has happened. It's all good. We don't live in denial. We don't live in offense, though. Instead, what we're choosing is to live in his presence. So Jesus was
0: really clear in this. And here's the- here's So he's, he's really nailing home this point. If you are offended, <clears throat> you're living in offense. And you don't have the ability for God's presence to be a part of your life. Right. Whatever, whatever that even means. You can't have both. You can't have both. Here's the big thing as we set this up over for the next few weeks. Here's the big thing. Uh, Jesus has been speaking to us as a host. He's been saying, prepare, I'm about to visit. Okay, so this is what a cult leader does. He prepares you for the, the specific thing that God's going to do in your specific church that he's not doing in the rest of the world. And he's not doing it through his word. He's doing it through the guy, the spokesman.
2: He says, we're preparing for his visit. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, where two or three are gathered in his names, there he is. There that, his presence is.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's just quote the Bible. <laughs> right? Even even that verse is yes. about the the instance where his presence is there in the situation where you are holding people accountable in a church yes, right that passage is actually about church discipline where two or three are gathered in my name there i am when you hold people accountable which is what he's against i want you to be prepared but he also spoke in his word and he said <laughs> that's also that whole idea of if you get people expecting something down yeah. the road they'll stay longer as opposed to saying, mm-hmm. what's happening today is as good as it gets. Yeah. You go, oh no, it's something big. We're waiting. Big. It's right around the
2: it's corner.
1: It's right around
0: the corner. Just a like, breakthrough. Just like Amway.
1: Amway. Hey, there's a time coming where the story of God is getting wrapped up. Now I don't know if what you believe as it relates to the story of God. Firstly, let me just say, if you're a guest here today, this story of creation and culture isn't the story of humanity. It's God's story. It's always been his story. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Every good story has ups and downs, Right. That's the way it's story. But every story must end, and the author determines when the end is. And I don't know where you believe we are in the story, but if you believe that the story is kind of wrapping up and that Jesus is returning, which I know that many of you do, we all believe he is returning. But what I'm saying is, you might believe that's going to happen really soon. You might be like, gosh, it's going to be in the next few years, or you might not believe that, and either's okay. But here's what Jesus said about the time when he does return he said this. Oh, yeah. He says, and then many will be. Oh, let's see if we can get it up here. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another.
0: What scripture verse? I think he's in Matthew 24. So he says,
1: these will be the things going on in culture as it gets nearer from my return. Many will be offended.
0: Yep. Will be- Matthew 24, 10 to 13. He's using the King James Version. I wonder why. Nothing wrong with the King James. It's just that he's using it specifically. Because I wonder if the word offended isn't in other versions. Do you have it, 2410?
2: I do. And at that time many will fall away. and Fall will, away. And will deliver one another up and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Huh. Really? <laughs> Number 12. And because, because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world for a witness to all the nations, and then the end shall come.
0: And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. He's going to use this verse to say that's what's happening when people say bad things about about him. him. Mm -hmm. Because obviously he hasn't done anything wrong. Whatever those things are, which we won't even mention, they're just bad people who are sad and confused. And we just we just love them, even though they're wrong and they're lying about us. And
2: Scripture talks about how they'll come and lie about us.
0: Yeah, this verse is all about him. and mm-hmm. that's something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's keep There's going. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Betray one another, will hit one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. That's you, my friend. And he continues, and because, of, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Oh, God. this this is the greatest treasure that we have is the fire of his love in our lives
0: the fire of his love in our lives what about just the fact that he does love us Mm -hmm. what is fire why does he always got to use the word fire he's always got to do this thing where he adds new phrases to things that are actually they could be explained in a very simple way that any Christian would use any normal pastor would say simple things he's got to always add his flavor to it just like Bill Johnson does this is the NAR my friends he was the uh, Bill Johnson guy in fact we're gonna talk to to Joanne Hogg about her experience at this church where Bill Johnson was the visiting special guest pastor back in 2010
1: the goal of the enemy, when something is difficult or hard, when people do accuse and misjudge, and all the things that people do, and I'm not speaking here. I am speaking personally, of course I am, because I live as a human in the real world. But I'm not speaking about anything current. No, no. I'm just not. just to us as people and what right. we Right. Oh sure, the, sure. The wear and tear of life that each one hmm. goes through. The the greatest gift, the thing that you have
0: to protect. Yeah.
1: We have to protect
0: the is fire. Love. Fire of love. What about so just let me speak? Uh, well, is it the fire of love or is it the love itself? I don't know which one. For a moment into that, and say, there's a place that you can come to where it doesn't matter what you do
1: or what they do to you, mm-hmm. you're going to love them anyway. Oh, wow. I That's big of people, you.
2: Oh, he has some people.
1: People in my lo- life who loved me until they didn't. Mm. <laughs> but my well, love for we them all know doesn't who change. that is.
2: We all know who that is. I
1: oh, just yeah. refuse for my heart to roll cold. Oh. oh
0: so, isn't that big of him? So he's using this verse all about him. himself. This is so bad. Well This is so it's bad. It's very
2: narcissistic just as one of those accusations came forth.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay.
2: You give somebody enough rope to hang themselves.
0: Yes. So uh, we're gonna call her. Okay. I need a break.
2: We all need a break. Don't
0: we? Hopefully, this we? this will work. I gotta, I it's not, not very so loud.
2: Chocolate. Hello. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hi, guys.
0: You are you are on the air.
2: You're on hit the oh, bar.
6: Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm on hit <at> the bar. <laughs> You're on hit the bar. You win. <laughs> Yay! And um, you know, I I tell you guys, if I was actually there in the room with you. Listening to this sermon, I think I'd be hitting the bar like every couple of sentences.
5: <laughs>
6: yeah, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. It sort of it it, it brought back quite a lot of memories. Um, you know of different sermons that I I sat under. You know, Alan's teaching uh, for all those years, and uh, and I was just I was remembering you know some of the really strange ones weird ones At uh, you know at the time mm. and uh how my sons who were like teenagers would be just like looking at each other and looking at me and uh and, I, and, and then they would just kind of like sit down with their phones because it's just all becoming a bit weird and they really don't know what's going on and uh and i just thought like yeah it just hasn't really changed
0: <laughs> but at the time it was it was the new guy he was exciting right it was some new thing happening
6: yeah i mean i i um we went as a family to to the church about 2010 and uh not long after we started to attend um Bill Johnson came and spoke at the church and uh and i, I remember at that particular service that he was um affirming allen as as having this apostolic mantle you know he had an apostolic anointing and and um and then Alan was acknowledging um the apostolic mantle of bill johnson and and that you know he was going to be under that covering, you know so this kind of idea of covering was um kind of one of the themes yeah. <laughs> um and so so from that time forward, it was like everything that happened um in that environment was kind of duplicating Bethel so you know we I remember um, being introduced to the Seven Mountain Mandate and you know among other things and uh, you know a lot of emphasis on the supernatural on the giftings supernatural giftings on hosting the presence of god mm-hmm. um, creating the atmosphere um and and then the um setting up um a supernatural school of ministry like modeled on BSSM huh. um now in, no- in northern ireland you you know it was uh, you couldn't call we couldn't call the um this particular um idea. We couldn't call it um, a supernatural school of ministry because that would have been just too weird for <laughs> conservative Christians in Northern Ireland. Um, so they they called it the encounter school because encounter is a kind of a sort of a more general word. Yeah. Doesn't 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 sound as spooky as supernatural. So it became the encounter school of mission. And also the use of the word mission was kind of deliberate, because mission is a very kind of well known, very familiar word in Christian circles here. You know, you have got mission halls, you've got mission crusades, you have tent missions. So, um, and, and a lot of the denominational churches are very mission orientated. So um, the idea of Encounter School of Mission uh, sounded just more kind of, well, just more accessible for, for people, you know, yeah. who, who were up for, um, the, you know, the, the challenge of, you know, living a more kind of radical uh, Christian life where, you know, You became much more missional and intentional about sharing the gospel. That was uh, yeah. So there was a. So that was.
0: um, I was going to say, it sounds like it was a blend of things that you, you thought you knew what they meant. They were good terms. They were familiar terms, mm -hmm. but it was just supposedly a new spin on old ideas. But in fact, it was actually new ideas that were unbiblical. Yeah.
6: Yeah, and uh, and I, you know, I at the time I was I was uh, just really full on for you know this new thing. Um, I joined, I enlisted, you know, for this what what became the kind of the pilot year to just try it out. Uh, so I I signed up and. I was there were I think probably only about twenty five twenty six and I would say all except myself and one other man they were all in their twenties hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah so i I was like the kind of the the you know, sort of the the older uh, maternal figure of the group uh,
0: were you leading worship?
6: I, I wasn't. I wasn't leading uh, worship um, in the kind of main church uh, meetings. Uh, my involvement in leading worship was really uh, just in the women's ministry events. So, like at women's conferences and um, women events. Uh, occasionally, I led worship at. Um, some evening services but I, I, I think at some point I must have failed the test because <laughs> I, uh, I I didn't get asked very often and I was usually um I was usually the last resort <laughs> <Huh. Wow. laughs> when they when there really when there really wasn't anybody else to do it
5: <laughs> wow, wow. Um,
6: <laughs> but the but the ESOM um was very much you know, modelled on BSSM at Bethel. Okay. Uh, I mean, all the reading materials were books from Bethel. And that's
2: what the
6: guys um, Every something. month there was, like, a book to read and you had to write an assignment on it. And uh, most of the teaching in that first year was by Alan. Um, so, because we didn't, you know, we didn't have the connections at that stage to bring in outside teachers from, you know suitable environments so um it was like once a week we had a teaching morning and then we would have had you know prayer time and and kind of you know practicing our prophetic um gifts and a lot of a lot of kind of visualizing type prayer Hmm. um and then also, you know, we we then had a practical day where we had worship time in the morning, and then and then we went out on the streets, a bit like the you know the Bethel students go out into Reading, um, and, and so a, we went out
0: and annoy people.
6: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was so I was always so kind of like, oh, I really I feel like I'm ambushing people, <laughs> you know, like I'm interrupting their day and. You know, I—I I mean, people here are are kind of pretty friendly, and I—I um, I never experienced anybody telling me to just go away. Um, you know, my approach was always very sort of friendly, and like you know, um, it I usually because I—I I noticed they had a physical problem. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, there was a lot of that kind of you know, could I pray for you and um uh, that sort of thing, but you know that was that was just one aspect of it um at the church also then began to have what they called a capacity day, which was like a Saturday conference um that was open to anybody in the church, and uh they brought some speakers over from the UK, mainland, uh, to conduct those. We actually had I remember having capacity days where um I don't know if you come across um uh Robbie Dawkins mm-hmm. and also um Wes and Stacey Campbell. Oh boy. They were over. Did she shake her head? Um, uh no. But the, you know, this is a thing. Like in my experience of these um, NAR type environments here in Ireland, I mean, I've I've led worship at events that Chuck Pierce came to speak at, um, and uh, it they it's like totally toned down. Hmm. It always was over here. Hmm. You know, very, like, I never saw him wear, I never saw Chuck Pierce wear, like, a Hawaiian shirt over here. <laughs> it, it was always a very conservative, um, like, Northern Ireland, okay. Presbyterian man's shirt with a sports jacket. Huh. That's the way wow. he <laughs> so when So, when I discovered Glory of Zion, um, same person, I, I was really shocked.
0: Yeah, it's a nuthouse. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah, um, but but yeah, I mean, back to your your uh, hit the bar. <laughs> um, I, I don't know where you've got to in the, we're at, in the sermon. We're at only
0: fourteen minutes when he quotes from Matthew twenty four, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, and he's he's misused every Bible verse he's read so far.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I I've kind of. I, I had noted a few things kind of past that uh, because I did I did note that as well. But um, one of the one of the things that uh, you know I I hear I'm still doing because he's actually a very talented speaker, and he he is very creative with his use of language, and he always was. He used to say things in sermons when he was here, that, you know, I would be like, wow. You know, like, I almost, I had no idea what it really meant, <laughs> but, it's, but, but it sounded really smart.
0: Like Bill Johnson.
6: Yes. Yes, very similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I heard a few, I heard a few things like this, um, you know, before I even got halfway through this, um, there was one where you know he's he's talking about you know how God's glory is looking for a place to land,
5: mm-hmm.
6: and I you know what I'm thinking, okay, um, says what scripture, <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, you know God is searching for those who are ready for faith to land in their lives, like you know this covenant people idea, and uh, you know. And Alan, he sort of does start talking, like, in the first person about, like, you know, God speaking. And, uh, you know, this this one he said, you know, will they reject covenant when things get hard? Or When they return, will they return to self-invention or to divine intervention? Hmm. And I thought, oh, there it is. There's one of those kind of really cleverly articulated sentences that nobody has any idea really, you know, what that actually means. (laughs) In other words, will they take matters into their own hands or will they let God have control? And that's what faithfulness is. So he's – and then he takes that into, you know, how you're blessed when people – curse you, persecute you, spit at you, and it's kind of like this is all it's 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 making out offence um, as you know taking offence with somebody. It's it's not. It's like he's comparing God offending us with people sinning against us, right?
0: Right, and they're you not know, the same. This
6: is, I mean, he goes he, he, further on. He's like, he, when he finally kind of comments on Mark five, you know, he keeps saying, you know, oh, Mark five. Wh- well, we'll get into that later. And uh, he then he then takes three miracles, hmm. three examples of miracles, where Jesus offended the person receiving the miracle. I'm like, okay, first one was the deliverance of the demon-possessed man who, um, after he had been delivered and he was in his right mind and he said to Jesus, let me come with you, you know, and Jesus said no. Like, this was an example of, you know, this man could, could have just taken offense at that. Like Jesus doesn't want me sort of thing. You know, and, and he he said it in such a way that everybody was laughing, you know, that it was funny and and then the other example was the woman who touched the hem of his cloak. Yeah. And you know, the woman the woman it was a throng of people. The the woman wasn't but he he read into it that she was trying to do it secretly because she didn't want anybody to notice her because, you know, she had this stigmatized condition Mm
5: -hmm.
6: um and that jesus stopping and drawing attention to her would have been absolutely awful for the woman it would have been humiliating her Hmm. and embarrassing her you know to somehow increase her faith man it's so it was just so subtle but just so twisted and then you know he went on to use the example of Jairus' daughter and how you know this was like intentional it was like an intentional um delay on Jesus' part you know to um,
0: uh, no, not heal him right away.
6: To offend Jairus, to like he could have taken offense that Jesus, you know, didn't come immediately and let his daughter die, but it it was just putting um putting a slant on the whole on those miracles that it's just not there. Right, right. it's
2: not there, especially you know? when it comes to the man who was healed. Jesus said, um, he did not let him go with him, but he said to him, go home to your people and report to them what. Great things the Lord has done yeah. for you, and how He had mercy on you. Go, yeah, go spread the gospel. Basically, yeah. go tell other people yeah. that you know what I've done for you. Jesus, praise offended the him. Lord! Yeah. Anyway, we haven't gotten yeah, there yet in this a- in this terrible speech He's giving here. We don't,
0: we don't have our timer set either. Yeah, I don't know don't. how far we're into this. I don't think we're going to get through the whole thing. This is painful. Well,
6: well, if you're if you're at that bit that you said, yeah. you're probably not very far into it.
0: Because there's, um, it gets worse. Yeah,
6: there's some really, uh. there's some really good stuff coming at the end.
0: <laughs> well, we yeah, we listen to the last. Whether,
6: I don't know whether I should, I don't know whether I should spoil it or not. But mm. let's just say um, there's an there's an example at the end of this sermon that is, if it's if that's not an example of um, kind of manipulating people. And controlling them, I, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. And I remember similar examples um, at, at services here. And I'll give you one example. There was one um, service where um, there had been an extended time of music and worship and kind of prophetic words. And then, uh, then Alan said, you know, the, ho- the Holy Spirit was coming in th- in the room, and 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 there was and he could feel the the breeze, the wind of the Spirit moving in the auditorium. And uh, so you know, I'm kind of going, I don't feel anything. But he's on from the platform. He is saying to the audience in the auditorium. I can't bring myself to say congregation because,
5: mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> you know, I just, I don't think people are actually, it's not like a, a real church setting anymore. Right. And, and saying that, the, you know, this breeze is is on this side of the room. You know, people over here are going to start to feel this, the air moving. Hmm. And, uh, and some people, you know, are starting to sort of, you know, make funny noises and and giggle a bit, or you know, groan or start to like vibrate, and uh, and then it's like, then he was sort of saying, reaching his arm out, and he's saying, now it's it's in the middle of the auditorium," <laughs> and then it was, then it moved across to the side that we were on. We were the last side, you know, to to get the breeze, <laughs> and uh, you know, my sons are kind of looking at me. As if, like, what what's going on here? Like, are, are, you know, is everybody just really silly? Like, you know, are 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 they being hypnotized?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so can you go back in your mind to that moment? What, what what do you think was happening? I'm guessing it was two things. One was like you want to believe what this man says because that's what you're supposed to do, but the other side of you saying I'm starting to. Doubt some of this stuff. Was that? Am I right?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I would have sort of questioned stuff, but then I was, I was kind of you. You were. I was continually hearing, like, you know, God is doing a new thing, and actually, this whole concept of offense was part of that Hmm. environment because it's like if you are uncomfortable. Well, that's just because you're kind of offended at what God is doing,
0: and you're a low-level Christian. If you're, if
6: you know, you're you're, you're, you're taking offence, mm-hmm. and your offence is what is going to um, inhibit your um, your faith and and the power, you know, the spiritual power that you're going to have in your life. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like, you know, God God actually wants to take you out of your comfort zone. So it was a lot of lot of this, you know, taking you out of your comfort zone. So I'm thinking, okay, but just because I don't understand what's happening here, then, you know, I want to be open to it. You know, if it's really if it really is God at work, you know, I'm open to that. Right. <laughs> because I I, I didn't um, I didn't have a, a sound enough understanding of you know New Testament Christianity right. like scripture and, and what the early church was experiencing um, that a you know this whole idea that it's a new thing and this is a new wave of the Holy Spirit and that's what you know the NAR is kind of that's been the construct you know you have the the release of the Prophetic, and then you had the wave of the apostolic, and um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's next or what order they came in, but you know, everything was like a new wave of something, and and I was like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be on fire for God, um, and and I, you know, but if I kind of questioned stuff, um. I kind of uh, ended up feeling like, um, you know, I actually, I was wrong about it. Um, And I I just felt a bit intimidated, Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, to challenge somebody who was so articulate and so well-read and knew a lot more Bible than I do.
0: So, okay, um, on that note... What would you say to somebody who's watching this video and is in this movement and maybe thinking about coming out of the movement? I mean, you kind of said it already. You got to think for yourself. You got to read the Bible for yourself. You got to question yeah. the stuff and think about it critically, and that's okay, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, if you know, if if a pastor is, um, talking, you know, is telling you things that are uh, you know are are his his idea his his understanding of what this passage means um then you you need to you need to actually think think about it and think is this being taken out of context but i i can understand how you know that People don't think like that when they're in that environment. I mean, when you have seen your pastor during the worship, who's you know prostrate prostrate on the floor, and you know like worshiping God, or he's you know obviously crying out to God during the worship, and and sort of bending forward, and and you know and a really intensely um, praying and. You know, you are you are expecting to hear from God.
0: Mm -hmm. He's the the master of the humble brag, isn't he?
6: Yeah, uh, and so I um, what would what would I say? I mean, (laughs) I'd actually say leave.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there you go. There you go. Hey, you know what? That's that's perfect. Get out.
6: Yeah. Um. Because if. If you're in an environment where anybody is giving you instructions to do anything strange and and that comes at the end of this sermon.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we have gotta get there. If you know, yet.
6: <laughs> if you if, if somebody if somebody's actually telling you, you know, to do things and the first thing they tell you to do might sound kind of okay, like, you know, I won't just take the hand of the person next to you well you know it's kind of a little bit uncomfortable awkward. but awkward but you know we'll do it and then once once you have committed to that then it's like what comes after that it's like well you only do it if you're comfortable with it but you know by that stage who is gonna look like the one that isn't comfortable
5: right? Yeah. Because if right. you if
6: you aren't com- if you feel I'm not comfortable with this, you're thinking I'm gonna get noticed, people are gonna see that I don't wanna do this, yep. and then they're gonna think I've taken offense.
0: Right, right. Okay, so let's <laughs> get an off answer, the phone. An answer, I'm gonna yeah. i I'm gonna scoot forward to that part of the video. Yeah, because
2: it's a great introduction to that yeah. part of the video.
0: So thanks so much, okay, Joe. We'll talk and no we'll do problem. this again.
2: Yes, thank you, Joe, so okay,
6: much. Okay, would love to. All right.
0: Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's get there. Yeah, we didn't put our timer on, so I don't even know how long our video is right now. Say from other churches, they'd say,
2: I've heard other pastors
1: say that, but you're the first one I believe. Here we go. Like,
0: yeah, here he's doing the humble brag thing, and and again, if you don't have any kind of context, it sounds like he's saying something good. He's saying how he admits to, to being a sinner.
1: Because all I am is a sinner saved by grace, right? That's like... Like this, believe it or not, this is my cleaned up version. <laughs> in, in Northern Ireland, I, I will close with this, because it's become a therapy session. It's not at all what I'm trying to do people. It's really not, guys. I, I just, uh, it's not at all in my heart to do that. But I felt it was important to to at least model something. But. Um, they, to they, model something in Northern Ireland I, I would say you know I'm a sinner just like you and people would say from other churches they'd say I've heard other pastors say that but you're the first one i believed
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah thank you I think alright go ahead and stand funny at all. Ahead here stand. we go
2: stand you don't have to at home you and can we sit. love
1: you <laughs> we're grateful we know that it costs
0: you to come we know that it costs you to give and to engage
2: um
0: they would say that in Amway, too. Oh, yeah. It cost you something to do this thing, this amazing thing. It's you're right one around of the, the corner. You're one of these very, very special people in this very small group, and you've paid a price, and that's, that's the way it's gotta be. We gotta weed out the weak people who aren't committed like you are.
1: Well, we're grateful for your presence. And hey, would you, I know we've done this a couple of weeks in a row or a couple of weeks ago, but would you maybe just take the hand of the person beside you? And uh, you don't have to stretch crossroads, but um, and maybe in, in your heart today, just say something like this, Lord, help me not to live in offense. Father, we say again today, we were made to carry your presence. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is really light.
0: What an ironic thing to say after all this stuff about you got to be the people that pay the price and you got to be the ones that are willing to, you know, do the difficult things that all the other normal people won't do. And then he says, your burden is light. No, it's this. This is not a light burden whatsoever. But he just says that and it's true. So this is what you do when you want to say things that are false. You sandwich them with things that are also true.
1: We thank you that it's the burden that the longer we carry it, the lighter it becomes. Such is your grace. Oh Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise against me? How many say of me that you will not deliver him? But you're a shield around me, Lord. You're my glorious one and the lifter of my head. To the Lord I cry aloud and from your holy hill you answer me, Lord. I lie down and I sleep. And I wake again, renewed and sustained and strengthened by your presence. From the Lord, deliverance comes. Now, O Lord, I pray today, may your blessing be on all your people. Now, Lord, would you raise up your face over your people. And would you shine upon them. To such a degree and to such an extent that when people see them, they would begin to see you. They would begin to notice the distinguishing feature of your characters. May we may we be truly a dwelling place of your presence. We have not come today for an event or an experience or an encounter. We've come for you. We haven't come for an emotion, we've come for you.
0: Now Lord, let you I think it's really funny that he slipped in the word encounter. Which is the thing they're always telling you you got to have. And he's saying, we didn't come for an encounter. I'm sure if he looked at this, he'd go, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. That's that's a good thing. Presence settle over the
1: hearts of you people. What I'd love for you to do then is just let go of the person's hand beside you. Uh, if you feel comfortable doing this, um, maybe just take like the where your belly button is on your T-shirt or your garment and just kind of pinch it and pull it. Not inappropriately. <laughs> Pinch it and fill it.
5: Oh,
2: there.
1: This isn't weird. <laughs> Pray something like this. God, hear...
2: Not inappropriately. <laughs> what does it even mean? Nothing's appropriate about what he's to do. Just
0: keep it going. And now... Uh,
1: I break my partnership with offense.
0: I pray. I break my partnership with my belly button.
2: (laughs) Wait a minute, it's coming.
0: I pull it out, and then just pull on that,
2: just
1: pull on that. I pull it out in the name of Jesus. I pull it out in the name of Jesus. I pull it out in the name of Jesus. (laughs) There is a place where all wrongdoing belongs, and it is at your feet, Jesus, is it not?
0: All wrongdoing involves pulling something out of your belly button. (laughs)
2: But like Joe said, if you, if you are uncomfortable doing that, you're not going to not do it because everybody sees that you're the one that's uncomfortable, which means right. then you must be the one that's carrying a fence. Yeah. So he just really set the whole stage up for you to do something you don't want to do, which is a controlling thing. Mm-hmm. Very manipulative.
1: Yep. You cross. And so I yield the hurt that has been done to Tell him, I give you the wrongdoing and the wounds. And I nail it to your cross today.
0: It is the place of offense. So the thing that we didn't show here, and I don't have the timestamp, but it's just within the 10 minutes or so of the ending of this, where he says, now you all know that people have said some things online. Mm -hmm. I think I should probably find that as otherwise it sounds like we're this and this and this, and God says, what if they knew the truth? What
1: if they knew the truth? plant some. That's not here. Long. Reveal that to us because even though what people say isn't true, there are other things that are true.
2: And stay. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Catherine. <clears throat> but, uh, I think it's here. So, um, the, other, the other side of things that I pray and we pray is God shows where there's things in us that we've done wrong. Yes. Reveal that to us because even though what people say isn't true, there are other things that
0: are true. So maybe it is he, maybe he did already address that. I don't know. Because again, he's saying some things that are true. We, yeah. we we shouldn't always be offended by what people do against us. And he's saying that there maybe are things that are, are said about us that are true and and it's wrong and we got to own up to that. The thing that he's not doing. Right. He's not owning up to any of these accusations. Right. He's not even mentioning what they are. Right. But he's saying everything else about what they should be doing. Right. They should own up to their sins, but he's not going to own up to any of his, because the, the underlying foundation everything is, well, I'm not guilty of anything. Right. Of course I'm and,
1: not. And uh, I, I remember years ago, I don't want to get sidetracked here, we are closing, but I remember years ago reading a book by Thomas Campus. it's from like the 16th, 17th century. Sem- it's from the 1300s. There you go. Oops. And um, it, it was something along the lines of, what if they knew the truth? He was lamenting to God all the things that people in his, day. he was a monk, and he was saying, God, they're saying this and this and this. And God says, what if they knew the truth? God's doing the stuff that's happening with birth. its It's oh, remarkable.
0: It's crazy. It's so good. Some people
1: are saying some things. And it's what people do. Mm. People talk. They're supposed to
0: talk about you. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that a Bonnie Raitt song? Let's mm. give them something so to talk, talk about. about. No, I don't think that's
1: it. <laughs> <clears throat> they're supposed to talk about you. You are the light of the world. So they're supposed to. And I know there's a lot of things that I hear. Uh, I don't engage, but I hear there's a lot online and all of that kind.
0: I don't engage, but I hear there's a lot of lying.
2: Or a lot online.
0: Is that what he said? I can't I, I, tell. It's, I can't tell. He's
2: he's really thick with. We his should accents. have we should have
0: Joe on the phone to interpret for us.
2: Yeah.
1: So they're supposed to, and I know there's a lot of things that I hear, uh, I don't engage,
0: but I hear there's a lot online and all
1: online.
0: of that kind of stuff. Online. Uh, and I, I just want to say he uh, is... So he doesn't engage, but he knows there's a lot of stuff online. So what he's wanting this group to believe is that... He
2: stays away from gossip. He, and, he
0: didn't listen to any of those videos. No. No, he just knows they're there. Yeah. But he wouldn't actually listen to them. Even
2: though... His whole series and his booklet is all about offense and how to combat that.
0: First step is don't listen to any accusations made against you. Even though you from, do, but
2: don't say you're From
0: people it. who are, you know, an integral part of your yeah, church. Yeah,
2: the innermost yeah. integral part.
0: As beautifully, personally, uh,
1: my lovely wife Catherine would uh, echo this and say it much better. Um, we're not
0: offended. We're not offended, no. We're not angry, actually. Well, how would you even know if you're offended or not, since you didn't listen to what they said?: Right. He just said that right. there's stuff being said, he Online, doesn't I
2: don't engage.: He however. doesn't engage,
0: He doesn't know what it is. No. He just knows there are some things that are being right. said, but he's not offended.:
2: No. They're not even mad.
0: They're not even mad. No, wow, he's amazing.
2: Oh, let's hear more. <laughs> they love those people.:
0: They love and those They people. loved us until they didn't. Oh hmm Yeah. What are you, you oh, going to do?: You so can't do.: anything. My
1: imploring to you. Please don't be angry on our behalf. God is doing something too precious here.
0: Yeah. Right. Allow that.
1: If we could, then we can't because our services are always streamed. we tell you how God has been gracious to us every single day for a year and a half, how he speaks in his word. We
0: we could tell you, but we can't because we're being streamed.
2: I don't know what that means. Is that what exactly what he said? Yeah.
0: I listened to this before, and I remember that part. It's like he's, he's saying there's all this stuff happening that's amazing, but we can't say it because we're being streamed.
2: I'm trying it to be think... something illegal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are selling so many drugs. Yeah, I
2: tell you, we're, we're accepting so many... D- so
1: bribes? This has been the greatest gift that anyone has ever given to us. And I don't want to say that too loudly because if they knew that, they'd take it back. But this is... <laughs> the Bible is true. You're blessed. You're blessed when people insult you. It's actually true. And I always believed it was true, but I had no opportunity to prove it's truth. Yeah. <laughs> what is
0: he talking about? Just
2: like the one guy said, he doesn't really, he's That's ambiguous. He doesn't he's really. He's
0: ambiguous, yeah. yeah. Oh, Please don't be
1: angry on our behalf.
0: This is, a, this is a really great tactic. Again, he's so close to the truth, With much of what he says, this is what you do when you trick people. You don't come right out and say, come on, let's go get them. Let's go fight against our enemies. You go way above your enemies. And yet you don't address any of the actual arguments. You don't address any of the accusations. You don't even bring them up in a way that people can think through them. It's just something going on out there. And we're way above that because we love them. It
2: reminds me of, well, if I were to address them, that would mean they matter. But they don't. There's no truth in them, and they don't this, matter, so why should I even look at it? Because I'm not, I'm not going down to their level. I'm
0: bigger than them. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. go
2: down to that level.
0: When we were in Amway in the late 90s, yeah, they tried to build an online version of right. Amway. Right, Quickstar. This is when the internet was really big, and Amazon was just getting started, and people were speculating about the future yeah. of how the internet thing would work, and... Well, the bad side of the internet was people were going on to the <laughs> internet and saying how Amway doesn't work and I right. lost all this money yeah. and they're lying to you.
2: Mind control, thought control, cult.
0: Yeah. And they, so, so Amway had to say, the internet's great. We're going to really have this great internet site, but don't read what anybody says about us because they're all a bunch of losers.
2: You don't want to go down to that level.
0: Yeah. You don't want to stoop down and listen to those negative people who say bad they, things. They
2: gave up. They, they gave up. they quitters.
0: The winners are the people who listen to us winners.
2: Yeah. It's not worth, it's not <laughs> worth engaging.
0: And it actually worked for us for a while. We yeah. were like, "Oh, yeah, I don't know what those people are saying. Well we
2: don't read the paper. We don't watch the news. We <laughs> don't read anything else. We actually have cut ourselves off from our friends' family, the church. We're going to a church now that we really don't know anyone just because it's safer that way. yeah, yeah.
0: you want you want to be winners, don't you? Uh, God is doing something too precious here. <clears throat> to so that that makes sense that God is doing something precious here. So we don't want to get involved in arguing with people. I can see where that sounds legit. There's nothing weird about that. The next thing is when he says... If we could, and we can't, because our services are always streamed, we t- If we could, but we can't, because our services are, are always streamed. streamed. Tell you how
1: God has been gracious to us every single day for a year and a half.
0: So God has been gracious every single day for a year and a half. And I think that means the time from when they... I don't even know if we actually brought this up in the beginning about how they, they left the vineyard. No, we didn't. The vineyard brings him to America and says, you're the new pastor of our flagship church. And then within a very short time, he says, hey, I'm leaving the vineyard. I'm in charge and I get all the assets to myself. We're renaming it. No offense or anything. So I think that's the year and a half.
2: Okay.
0: He speaks in his
1: word, how he strengthens our heart. This has been the greatest gift that anyone has ever given to us. And I don't want to say that too loudly, because if they knew that,
0: they'd take it back. But this
2: have no idea who they are. They take are. it back. They take what back? Who is they?
0: I think he's talking about the vineyard organization wanting to take their church back.
2: Huh, that would make sense.
0: Uh, they don't want the church back with which this is, guy in which charge. Which is why
2: they're streaming and they can't talk.
0: I think so, because huh. there's legal ramifications. For he's Basically, this church, what I'm doing here is so amazing, even though you can see it's a it's a sliver of what it used to be. The miracles are so phenomenal that People would do anything to have us back in the vineyard, but he wants to hold on to it for himself. I think yeah, that's what he's saying.
2: Yeah, that would make sense. He
0: says, the Bible is true. You're blessed. So the Bible is true based on his experience in the last year and a half of all the m- miracles happening, mm-hmm. which he can't show you.
3: Because, because they're streaming. You're
1: blessed when people insult you. It's actually true. And I almost believed it was true, but I had no mm-hmm. opportunity to prove it's truth.
0: You're not hitting the bar. What about when people say things about you that are true and they're really bad? Yeah. Well, I guess that's right. It doesn't exist for him because he doesn't do any of those things. No. Yeah. But he a sinner
2: saved by grace. He
0: says that at the very end. Yeah. Which is, it's like, well, that's good, but you're not owning up to specific charges that have been publicly said against you. And the reason these people are saying them publicly is because they couldn't say anything privately because you kick people out before they have a chance to say anything privately. Hello. I think we're done here. We're done here. I think we're done.
2: Yes, we are. Whew. So we were all over the place today. We didn't start from the beginning to the end. I just want
0: to say, I only had a small piece of my oh. chocolate bar.
2: I had about that much of mine. And I started on it yesterday when we were listening to it or whenever it was.
0: You know what? She just, Joe just wrote me something. Oh. <laughs> she says, Apologies for rambling. I didn't get a, I didn't get around to relating the whole topic of offense to the situation regarding people speaking out about the manipulative leadership stuff, which is what I, I think I just kind of summarized. You did. Hope the conversation was useful in the context of the program. If you need to massively edit it, I won't take offense.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I think she said a lot of things that, you know, uh, I don't want to go on a tangent here, but I was, we were two of the biggest fans of her music back before we ever knew her, back in the 90s, when she was in the band called Iona. And they are seriously one of the best Christian bands of all time. And I know this because I was really, really into that stuff.
2: it I mean you're uh, and not no. just not just your own personal opinion but when you say that you said that su- such and such like not Billboard records was it that's that came out and said this is a
0: they, band they to watch. were they were acclaimed by non-christian people yes. who were very high up in the music world in, in terms of progressive Used to read rock, everything yeah. yeah but anyway she's on her own now and she's got her own bandcamp um music page that's right and she has some really really wonderful music and I will put a link to that it's and,
2: beautiful and, and and that's a lot I'm sorry to interrupt sure I turned into it. Yeah, I know. Um, but for the past couple of years, we've had people asking, you know, what's, I'm coming out of this, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the music, but I don't want to open myself up to bad theology. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what do you recommend? What can I listen to? And uh, Jo's heart, she just has come out in the last few years herself. And so she, um, she looks at it as a ministry to be able to minister to people who are looking for sound theological um, music and, and worship music, and, and
0: actually, seriously good music. It,
2: it's just—it just she has beautiful. such an
0: amazing gift.
2: She does, and and we're just very thankful that the Lord's brought her out of the NAR, and she um, has devoted herself to writing, and singing, to scripture, to stories of mm-hmm. scripture. I mean, it's just beautiful. So yeah, please, please listen in and, and uh, take a listen. Be a big blessing. It's,
0: she's been a blessing to us, yeah, and, and we're just thrilled to even count her as a friend. Yeah, I mean, I'm like a kid, and, and like it's it's like Elvis or something. <laughs> I,
1: I, it, it, it,
0: anyway, <laughs> Elvis wasn't the best example. No, I never actually liked <laughs> Elvis. Yeah, neither did I. No, but it just we were super fans of her music, going way back before we ever knew her. Uh, anything else? Oh, uh, we have a Patreon page. Blah 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 blah. And
2: we've got art.
0: The, for the commercial sale. we got to do our own commercial. We do own commercial go to go to the, uh, the messed up church yeah. has the smaller less expensive little prints which are only 35 bucks I think I priced them at and then there's nicer a little bit bigger ones that are matted you're in the wrong place yeah see what you can find there we forgot to prepare for a
2: something from Wisconsin
0: from for most of the time that I've done this channel I haven't talked about me being an artist But this is an example of a a print of one of my paintings. That was an oil painting. This is an example of a print of one of my watercolor paintings. So if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, great. If you don't, just watch. That's fine, too. And In in fact, you know what? I keep forgetting to mention this. Mm. One of the ways you can support us, if you want, is just to let the commercials play. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like one penny per commercial or something. I don't know. But if everybody, you know, you, you don't have to. You can skip them. I don't care. I mean, it's up to you, obviously. But we get money for these commercials and we don't unfortunately have the ability to control the content of no, those commercials and if you ever see a commercial for like bill johnson or yeah. something don't don't skip that one <laughs> because if you play it we get money from bethel or whoever it is oh, oh that's funny yeah it's really funny but people have told us i guess some of these big churches they actually advertise okay
2: we, and and you've you have been asked to do commercials on our show yeah and people, then we would get paid you yeah, know
0: and we're not comfortable we're not. doing that
2: and I do also right. want to say that this Tuesday I'm getting my hand operated on. I thought First it was Wednesday. Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to get it over with. It's yeah. already Tuesday, and it's a much needed um, surgery. So uh, it'll give me the use of my right hand much better and um, take the pain away. And she's I
0: been in pain for months and months and months.
2: Yeah, most of the year, and it hasn't been fun. And I'm very thankful that um, this operation has been in existence for over, you know, for decades. So it. it you know, ninety-seven percent success. They're doing. Yeah, but all that to say, I'll be on short-term disability for three months, so I'm gonna my um, salary be a lot less um, than normal um, because I'll be on. That's what disability is. So it's gonna be a little tight around here. So if you if you see a print and you like it, we'd appreciate you getting it. Christmas is right around the corner, as Steve would say. If you know someone who likes... It's not
0: really, but yeah, sure, you whatever. You always say that. I know.
2: Christmas is right around the corner. What a great gift idea. <laughs> anyway, thank you for your prayers. That's the most important thing. If you could just be praying, uh, that'll be successful. I'd really appreciate that and that I'd heal fast so I can get back to work. <laughs> but I am looking yep. forward to the time off and, and doing a little bit more collaborative stuff with Steve while I'm not at my job. Depending
0: so, on how drugged up you are. Yeah. Hopefully we'll it won't last very long, but you'll be on painkillers for at least
2: the I could, first part of it. I'm thinking so. I don't yeah, know. But we we'll, don't know. we'll keep you guys posted. But thank you so much for your prayers and your support and your encouragement. We really we, we
0: love our audience. You guys are the best. We yeah. really appreciate your comments. And if you ever leave a comment or send an email and you don't hear back, I, I really hope you understand that. I just can't keep up with it at all. And sometimes I answer and sometimes I don't. But it's not because I don't care because right. we're just struggling to keep up with yeah. everybody, and, and that's a good problem, but it's kind of frustrating at the same time. Yeah. So thanks for your, your patience with us and for watching our shows and Thank we hope you, you found this helpful and God bless you.
2: Bye-bye.) Basta!
5: and i looked around me goes, see all that around you he said that's the holy spirit and
3: the 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 the
5: hey hey